You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hold on, what are you what are we doing here? I don't know, can we start over? <laughs> what are we doing? Welcome to Oddball. I'm Grand Admiral Amino Hassan. That over there in New York City is Charlotte Wilder. I'm pointing at a monitor, not at where you actually yeah, I am pointing but at it. But it actually does yeah. look like your point. Also, your shirt looks a little bit like Tetris. It's not Tetris, okay? I'm sick and tired of everyone around here telling me I look like I'm selling windows uh, or Tetris. It's not either of those things. We got Congrats on beating the game. <laughs> we got a great show for you guys today. LeBron James. A lot of weird comments during All-Star Weekend. We're going to get into that. He's not playing tonight, but you know what? It's never a bad time to talk about LeBron. Also, speaking of All-Star Weekend, Charlotte, you got to experience the world-famous St. Elmo Steakhouse in downtown Indianapolis, home of the shrimp cocktail. Yeah, man. And I mean, I didn't know anything about Indianapolis before I went to Indianapolis, except that I knew there was a steakhouse called St. Elmo's and I knew they had a shrimp cocktail. And when I when I tell you that that shrimp cocktail literally blew my mind, stay tuned to watch me eat the most amount of horseradish I've ever consumed in one bite. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't even know horseradish was in it. Anyways, you, you do that. You went to All-Star Saturday night, you, you experienced your first dunk contest, and also, you, you show us the LED court. We're going to watch all of that. All right, Charlotte, it's time to play Bet the Show. Bet the Show is sponsored by DraftKings. Stay tuned because you'll hear more about DraftKings and all it has to offer throughout the show. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Charlotte, this is the game yes. where we're presented a bet. And it usually comes with a very silly slash obnoxious slash borderline offensive wager last week the bet was an all-star game mvp will either be a bucks player or a mm -hmm. player on a california team hey and you won the bet you won the bet you i took that bet you took that bet and you won damian lillard was mvp the wager was doing oddball for an entire week with an anthony davis unibrow if you lost you would have had to do the anthony davis unibrow for a week yeah. but if you win you get your eyebrows done, which doesn't sound like much of a win. You know what? I'm just going to take the moral victory. I mean, what do we have this week? Okay. So we got two bets, two different bets you could take, right? So bet mm -hmm. number one is with 12 games tonight, three or more players are going to have 40 plus points. The wager, are you willing to do a cannonball in the Elser pool? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you win, you stay dry. And instead, get to enjoy a drink of your choice by the Elser Pool, the fabulous Elser Hotel in downtown Miami. 
If you lose, grab a towel and let the people know. Cannonball! If I can put a bathing suit on to do it and then shorts and a t-shirt because there's no way I'm doing anything on a bathing suit on camera, then I would do it. I'm not trying to jump in and like the clothes that I wore to the studio. You're not wearing jeans in the pool? <laughs> Actually, that would be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny. Right. I, maybe I'll do, okay, well, what's the other the one? Other what's the other one? The Celtics go to Madison Square Garden this weekend to play the Knicks and perhaps be sulking because the Knicks win. Even though the Celtics are 3-0 this season. Uh, but the wager is, are you willing to bet doing a ridiculous and borderline offensive? There it is. Boston accent for an entire show. If you win a souvenir of your choice from Cheers in Boston, if you lose, that. Matt, Damon, and Af Ben Affleck are about to be your new best friends for a show. How you like them apples? Wait, wait, wait. This is f***ed up. Excuse my French. Yeah. Wait, am I... Am I betting that the Celtics will lose? And if I win that bet, if I bet against the Celtics, yes, I could get something from Cheers. And if I lose, I have to do a Boston accent. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna bet that three or more team, three or more players will have forty point games, which is stupid, but I'm gonna do it, and I'll 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 avoid jumping in the pool if I I'll do my best to avoid the punishment with jeans on. All right, Charlotte, another thing that we didn't get to over the weekend from Indianapolis was LeBron James kind of waxing poetic about his career and where it's going to go from here, saying he's 50-50 on if he's going to retire a Laker. This coincides with reports that the Lakers are open to maybe giving Bronny James a shot, you know, if he's available, if he comes out of the draft. And then also him saying, LeBron saying, that He's not sure whether he'd do a farewell tour when he does decide to retire. Charlotte, I'm going to give you dealer's choice here. What do you want? Do you mm -hmm. want to talk about 50-50 retiring a Laker? Do you want to talk about Bronny James as a Laker? Do you want to talk about the farewell tour? Will it happen or won't it? I feel like the, I would like to talk about Bronny James because a farewell tour, obviously he's going to do a farewell tour. Like, he's duh. obviously going to do a farewell tour. Like, what are we talking? He said, didn't he say something like, I don't like to, I don't like attention. I don't, I don't like, like to make attention. it about that myself. That one was like, yo, man, CT5 like, liars. <laughs> That's, or that like, he's humble. I don't know. The quote doesn't matter because LeBron, my dude, you are a man who gave yourself the nickname King James. Yep. <laughs> I think you like attention. Your royal subjects are waiting for you. Go say hello. Go Ch say goodbye. Charlotte. You, you're so, the, you're the me, guy that during the, during the finals, when you're not in the finals, find a way to start tweeting about yourself a lot. <laughs> Can't believe this is my life. Like, yeah. what are we doing, LeBron? Like, so to me, the more interesting thing is Bronny, because I have a lot of thoughts about this. I mean, I do not think I feel like I don't have kids. I'm not a parent. Feels like maybe the best way to parent is not to make it a whole thing that you would be the first guy to play with your son when maybe your son isn't ready to be playing at the level that you were playing at and it might not be in your son's best interest to just shoo him on into the team. I, I mean, I felt like he had backed off of this. I felt like LeBron had stopped talking about this as much as he was or making it as much of a thing. And then the report comes out about the Lakers and Bronny and it's like, oh, well, okay, so have you just been talking about it quietly? Like... What are we doing? Well, I mean, there 
there's a scenario where the first story I talked about is intertwined with the second story. If LeBron says, maybe I might leave. I, he doesn't say what I want. He just says, maybe I might leave. And so the Lakers are like, give him what he wants. What does he want? His son. And they just throw that in there. It's not unlike, by the way, years ago, a decade ago, literally 10 years ago, when he was with the Miami Heat, Towards the end of that deal, and he's watching March Madness, and Shabazz Napier of UConn is having a great tournament. And LeBron just starts showering all this love on Shabazz Napier. What a great ball. All these guys, whoever doesn't draft him is an idiot, whatever. Like, just start saying stuff like that. The Heat would draft, they are like, Shabazz Napier, right? He drafts Shabazz Napier, and then LeBron says, like a week later or a couple weeks later, peace out, I'm going to Cleveland, right? So, there is an element of people trying to read the tea leaves of what makes him happy in order to mm-hmm. keep him around. I think more so than him saying, get me my son. Yeah. And I just I feel like Bronny James is going to end up being it feels a little bit like he's a chess piece in this match where maybe his dad should leave him off the board. Because, yes, look, I'm not saying, like, oh, Bronny will be a casualty of it if he gets drafted by the Lakers. Like, no, he'll be in the, he'll be a Laker. Like, he'll get paid to be a Laker. He'll be in the NBA. But I don't necessarily think that's what's best for his basketball career. But also, maybe his basketball career wouldn't be going that great anyway. So, maybe you know, like, who's to say? Maybe, maybe Bronny's just as excited about this as LeBron is. And I'm just, you know, projecting... Yeah, what it, I what I, mean, I think well, feels look, like some daddy issues. I, I don't know. I, I think obviously Bronny would love to play in the NBA. That's what he's. That's what yeah. his dream is, right? So I don't think he'd say no. No, I want to earn it on my. I don't think he'd do that. Like you have an opportunity, you go. I think the problem is when you talk about the type of player that he is slash could be on our level. It's like a, a defensive, gritty defensive guy, pick up ninety feet. You know, kind of maybe switch guard some guys bigger than him, and. When you look at what those types of players in the NBA right now were at the same stage as Bronny, right. they were unbelievable talents, right? Like Dennis Smith Jr. was like a year removed from being National Player of the Year, averaged a bunch of points in uh, at NC State, coming off a torn ACL, right? I, I always go back to Bruce Bowen. This, this is my favorite example of this. Bruce Bowen was on the Spurs when Tony Parker got drafted, and Tony Parker was like, Bruce Bowen was my favorite player when I was growing up in France. And he used to get buckets all day. And then he comes to practice. He's like, what do you mean he just stands in the corner and shoots threes and that's it? And then defends the whole rest of the time. This is one of the great offensive talents. He's like, yeah, in Europe at Bakersfield, right. but not, at, not on this level. And so when you look at Bronny James being a guy who was not a blessed with a lot of size. He's not like six eight or six nine, mm-hmm. and not a great standout collegiate uh, footprint at this point. Right. The number of guys yeah. who have transitioned from that kind of background to being in the league, rotation, meaningful players, very limited. Like I, I, I'm Lou Dort, but Lou Dort played and he played forty years, and yeah. or you know he played a bunch of years at ASU, and you know was as a big guy like. It's tough. It's just tough to look at what Bronny has done thus far and project that he's going to be a, a plus NBA player. Yeah, I think if I were Bronny, I might have I might have been like, you know what, I'm, I'll play in high school, but I might be an artist. I'd be like, I'm going to go paint. I'm going to go like 
I'm going to take a different I'm going to take a different route entirely. This I feel like the, this basketball thing. It, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, Bronny might be like, I feel like there might be a little bit of comparison. I don't know. Maybe to something to do with the name. Like, go be an actor, Bronny. You're in L.A. and your dad knows every agent in Hollywood. Like, live it up. Go be an actor. Yeah, that's you just dismissed his entire hoop dream. Yo, go act, man. Go do some other shit. I'm <laughs> being a troll, Brian. You're else. unbelievably talented. Leave the hoop in the Bryce. Include that part. <laughs> Include that part. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball and, more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shea and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make six trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This tastes like an old library. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, like two more sips and I'm just going to be, gonna be yep. you're going to get Aunt Char. It's going to be a much more entertaining interview. Yeah. All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. I get to go to St. Elmo's Steakhouse because when you come to Indy for a big sports event, you've got to go here. And I want to know why this particular spot has captured the heart of America's professional sports league. This place become the place. The St. Elmo has been here in the same space since 1902. Cultivating the relationships with athletes and with you know owners and, and coaches, we've been able to just make friends, and it's a very social area. Yeah. Um, we're kind of on the corner of Maine and Maine in Indianapolis too, so that helps a lot. You know, with the combine, everyone walking around. Um, with us being here for so long and the services that we offer, I think it's, it's conducive to meetings and, and relaxed conversations as well as a little bit of networking. Can you tell me who the most famous table you've sat would be? Morgan Freeman came in and he enjoyed it so much that he comes in the next day mm -hmm. and he's walking around the restaurant. When you have an individual like Morgan Freeman walking around the middle of your restaurant, it shuts everything down. So. 
you know, excuse me, Mr. Freeman, could we come over here, please? You know, and, yeah. Whenever someone makes a reservation, one of my stock questions is, do you want to come in a side door or do you want to walk through and see everybody? Yeah. Peyton Manning, when he comes in, he's gracious and says hello to everybody. And, you know, uh, but then Dave Matthews, he kind of wanted to come up, you know, uh, the stairs in the back way and just go to have some have some food. Really? Yeah. Jack Black, when he was here, he wanted to walk through the whole place and do his Jack Black thing, you know, and, and then he sat in a corner and no one bothered him after that. Yeah. But I think that's part of the relationship building is how we treat everybody. Yeah, well, it seems like it's actually a special skill to know how to deal with very famous people. So athlete-wise, you know, we were chatting before, and you were saying that sometimes it can get a little dicey if people <laughs> get recognized. Sure. Well, everyone knows paparazzi and um, how they The Lady can... Gaga song? Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yes, everyone knows that. Yeah. We used to have a, a manager here who was, who, was, who was taller than normal and very similar build to you know your typical athletes. And <laughs> this individual, I'm sure, who would prefer to remain unnamed, uh, was here over imbibing. And so we, we knew that there was a bunch of paparazzi outside. How are we going to get him out? Uh -huh. So this manager uh, puts a coat over his head, and while this is going on, I had a security guard stand by one door on the outside. Um, and then the paparazzi are like, oh, they're gonna come out that door. And so they kind of gather around there. And then this, this manager runs out that door and all the paparazzi go this way. And then the, 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 the athletes is a little intoxicated, goes out another door, suddenly gets in a car and goes away. Oh my God. Now that, you know what I think? You said that person, that manager no longer works here? Yes, yeah. I think you need to have someone who is the size of an athlete at all times <laughs> right, in Saint, working at St. Elmo's. Because that is a <laughs> well, brilliant plan. Now i got to come up with, a, you know, with, with another thing. Yeah, now they'll just stake out all the right. exits. All the know, exits. Yeah. You really, you, careful what you say on camera, Richard. Um, do Pacers players ever yeah. come in here? Last night, uh, Gerace, uh he was in. He's a uh, player for the Pacers. Great guy. You yeah. know, super personable. Came walking in, said hi, Rich, you know, and it's like, hey, Drace, good to see you again. He was in here for, you know, Valentine's Day night date, like everybody else. What a and, great uh, spot to take your Valentine. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have those relationships. Yeah, yeah. Winston might be my new Valentine. Well, you know, he's he's amazing. He's got a lot of stories. Uh, he showed up a few years back, and then uh, the name just stuck of Winston. But the this is probably one of the, the craziest media stories. A group of people... Um, absconded with uh, <laughs> stole Winston. They took Winston? Yeah, it was obvious why. You know, they had a little mm. bit too much uh, to drink and they're having a good time. And then they, you know, two of the party went out and had their car valet and the other two grabbed Winston, went down the elevator. And granted, we have this all on camera. Because so, you have the security Yeah, security thing. cameras in different areas. Yeah. And I come in the next day, I'm like, where the hell is Winston? And we, um, uh, contacted, you know, our IT department and our security department, and yeah. they went through. They went through the cameras, and they found. We saw it all occurring, and these people also had a reservation. So we put it out on social media, like, "Hey, you know, we know what happened. You took Winston on an adventure. Please bring him back, and we'd love to hear all about it. It's, it's funny." And then, you know, a few hours later, Winston shows up um, in an Uber. <laughs> One thing that St. Elmo's is known for is the shrimp cocktail. Mm -hmm. What is it about this shrimp cocktail that makes it so iconic? Well, I think you need to try it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Twist my arm. I have never seen a shrimp cocktail that comes like this. It's a signature dish for us, and it's been presented this way. Okay, I'm beginning yes. to understand. We've had this since 1902. 1902? Yes, it is our 
dining room appetizer, the only one we have in the dining room. Oh my God, this thing is crazy. <laughs> I actually didn't uh, Google what it looked like because I wanted to be surprised. Sure. This was, can I tell you what I had in mind? Mm. A glass, right. not this beautiful metal thing. You know, the shrimp not coated in this. Like you would see at a country club. Yes. Maybe some club crackers next to it. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a shrimp cocktail. The tails are picked off, you're good. Don't put the whole thing in your mouth. Man. I don't do know it. if I- Do it, do it. <laughs> okay, this is my favorite part. This build up right here. Then there's the, oh my God. I'm gonna I'm gonna are you glad this is recorded and not live? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy, this is like being on Hot Ones. But it's shrimp. I love it. Oh my god, it's in my brain, I Richard. Know, the th horseradish? I felt the shrimp cocktail like fill my brain up. <laughs> oh my god. How many pounds of horseradish do you go through a day? Uh, 30 pounds. 30 pounds and we sell. Is it all in that one shrimp cocktail? Right, yeah, right. No, it's <laughs> Do you good, put it huh? all in there? It's good, huh? Oh it, my God. Um, and so what is this? Is this, this is his our, signature drink? This is our Elmo Cola. This is- Elmo um, Cola? We, you're right. Um, yeah. We sell more of this than any other cocktail on our list. Oh my gosh, yeah. what's in it? It's, um, well, a, a cherry uh, vanilla bourbon. Okay. That right there, what you have right, is just uh, bourbon. Okay. has been infused with Luxardo cherries and Madagascar vanilla. Oh my goodness. Do you suggest I try it first? Oh no, or put with... the coconut in, definitely. <laughs> Is this a horseradish situation, <laughs> Richard? hammered. Yeah, be... <laughs> I come out of here with the horseradish coming out of my ears and slurring my words. Okay. Had a good time in St. Elmo then. Yeah, is that, that feels pretty standard. Pretty much. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah? Yeah, like two more sips and I'm just going to be, gonna be yep. you're going to get Aunt Char. It's going to be a much more entertaining interview. Yeah, well, <laughs> this tastes like an old library. And I mean that as the highest possible Like compliment. that smell? No, like the okay. feel of it. It sure. tastes incredible. You can taste the cherry, you can taste the mm -hmm. vanilla, the Coke. It's like, yeah. melds together so beautifully. Like this. It feels like sure. this scene. Yep. Anyway, I'm already drunk. Um, <laughs> you were saying before about the trust that you build with people. Mm -hmm. What is it about Indianapolis? Is you know that such a cozy downtown area? It feels so accessible in a way. Um, it's you're, uh, it's you're a, laughing. Well, there's a lot of people have asked this question because it's a combination of many things. Um, downtown is kind of small. Mm -hmm. It's all very accessible. We're all right here. You have a lot of hotels. You have a lot of restaurants. A lot of retail all in one little spot. And then if it's too cold out, you can walk around, you know, through the little gerbil tunnels. You know, I'll go to all the buildings and, and not have to go outside to get you where you need to go. To complement all that, I think it's the people. Yeah. Richard, thank you so much. This has been just such a pleasure. I'm um, sorry I didn't talk too much about like, you know, sports and whatnot with you, because this is an NBA like thing. Not really. I know, I, you know, earlier I had to apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know a lot about sports. No, 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 that's the coolest. <laughs> that's the best. Richard, I feel like everybody in sports is just so in the weeds. We're so obnoxious. We're like, did you see that play? Do you know this person's contract? Oh, what's the cap space? Just like words that you're like, th those don't even make sense. Um, and so talking to people like you is so refreshing because you're sports adjacent. Yeah, and, yeah. and I bet mm -hmm. your I bet the people who come in here really appreciate that. I've found that with with some relationships I've made with agents is they they enjoy communicating with me because they understand that I'm not going to like fan out on their players. Right, you're not going to know who they no are. No idea who they are. You know, it's <laughs> all you could ask for, really. Thank you so much. Thanks. That was fun.
Okay, what we are about to show you is footage of me watching the dunk contest because we don't have rights. We can't show you that, but we can show you what it felt like to be in the arena. Now, um, I want to preface this with saying that the dunk contest was bad. We all know that. thing about the dunk contest is that even if it's a bad dunk contest, for me, a mere mortal sitting there watching it, I don't, I don't, I can't jump. I can't jump. I can't even like hop up onto a step at this point in my life. So watching guys dunk over Shaq, even if Shaq bends his head, even if two of them dunk over Shaq, which also question for Shaq. Did you know that Jaime Jaquez and Mac were going to ask you to do that? And did you just agree because you didn't want to rock the boat? Anyway, here's me watching the dunk contest. What we've all been waiting for, the AT&T Slam Dunk Contest. Jacob Tobin just brought out his brother, Obi. He took the ball from his brother and dunked over him. Through the lane! Pretty cool. Shout out Jake from State Farm. They keep showing him. Real name is Kevin. Fun fact. I was going to say I'm not that invested, but I just got really into it. Jaime Hawkins Jr. Oh, I thought he missed because his hat came off, but he made it. Honestly, did not know this guy could dunk. And then every young player we talked to this week was like, oh, did you see his highlight reels? Here he goes. Oh, my God. What? Jalen Brown by Boston Celtics. Wait, he did it already? Okay, cool, but... Jalen, I know what you were doing with the glove with like, oh, people say you can't dribble with your left hand or whatever. As a Celtics fan, that was sort of tough. Oh, wow! He brought out Tatum. Oh my God. Jason Tatum, that houndstooth coat. I don't know, man. Very big houndstooth. Boston. Oh, the booze. I love it. Injected into my veins. This is what we need. Bullet board material, baby. Do we think maybe the league has a vested interest in seeing one of their superstars make it to the finals of the dunk contest? My column. Here we go. Whoa, Boston's proud of you. Jalen Brown loves a windmill, I'll tell you that much. If you dunk with your left hand, does that disprove that you can't dribble? Over Donovan Mitchell! The young gentleman in front of me just went, save us, Mac. They hate Jalen Brown. Some more help. Who does Mac have out there now? A big guy is getting on another big guy's shoulders. Holy sh**. Giannis is going. The people want back to the floor. Oh, a reverse dunk. Okay, here he goes. He needs 47 points. Oh! Here he goes, here he goes, here he goes, here he goes. Yeah. Back McClung just dunks over Shaq wearing a Back McClung jersey. 50s across the floor for Back McClung! Wow, you're back to back champion. Back McClung. So that was the slam dunk contest. This has been All-Star Weekend from... Indianapolis, I'm Charlotte Wilder, Metal Art Media. My official review on the LED port, I'm going to admit, I was like, I do not need a movie on my floor. I don't need it. I don't need it to look like someone's falling into a cliff. I thought it was going to make me nauseous, but it's extremely cool. Very cool. You know, the, the in-season tournament courts, they grew on me. This, not the same distraction level.
But I swear to God, Adam Silver, if you play it, if you make all the NBA courses for all of the games, no, no, don't, please. And also, while I'm at it, can you fix League Pass instead of giving us the AI movie thing? Thank you so much.